You are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. 3 Plus 1 is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. Happy Tuesday and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. Tazzy, how's your day going so far? It's good. I'm going to have to go get some tacos today just to stay on theme with Taco Tuesday um, because, yeah. When you go for your tacos in Atlanta, where do you go? Where do I go for my tacos? Now, I know where you used to go. I don't know if you still go there, so let me see what you're going to say. What? Where did I used to go? Bar Taco. Oh, I, I still love Bar Taco. <laughs> What's wrong with Bar Taco? No, I, I nothing. I mean... I love Bar Taco. Get that duck and that fish. Woo! Blow your mind. Put the jalapeno sauce, I mean the habanero sauce on top. So if by chance you missed our Monday episode, we are joined today and throughout the course of the week with our artist Morris. Morris, how are you? I am doing well. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. And so are you going to get tacos today? I do end up getting tacos with one of my very best friends who celebrates Taco Tuesday as if it was Christmas. So what does that mean? That means every Tuesday is going to be tacos. I rarely eat at work because I know I have to prepare my stomach for tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Plainly put. So do you guys just have tacos or do you enjoy the full Mexican spread? Uh, the full Mexican spread. Mm. Very good. What's, what's your Mexican spread? We're not going to talk Ooh. about that because of his uh, paid career. Paid career. But that also <laughs> would probably a racist um, impersonation that you made. Oh, great. Now, Sorry. <laughs> I, I served the minorities. I'm really fluent in Spanish, but I'm just not going to do it now because then you would judge me. Then we would judge you. <laughs> so, you know, Morris is here with us. He's an educator as well as a creative. Let's talk a little bit about what you do creatively. What kind of artist are you and what is your specialty area? I am a nudist. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, the followers just went up. <laughs> no. I doubt Drop the lead. Now, let me say this. They're like, drop right, the yeah. lead. Now, if we were visual, oh, wow. then perhaps we would have But because they're listening to this, they probably aren't. You now, may get more followers because they may check you out on Instagram. Now, Your Instagram is Morris D. Yes, it is. Morris D. On Instagram is M-O-R-R-I-S-D. Because my real name is DeMorris, but my friends always call me Morris D, the inverse, so it works. I ain't never called you Morris D until you came on the show talking about you want to go by My GSU friends call me D. Morris or Morris. My professional place where I live and work. But you know, my folks from down south in Georgia, baby, they say Morris. They don't even say Morris, they say Morris. That's what they, yeah. And you do know creators, we sell to the imagination as yes. well. So when we said that the nudes and the nudists, uh, their imagination started to flutter. <laughs> they, they may have fluttered. So, and we'll talk about this nudism, but first, tell us about the art. The, oh my God, the art and the nudity, same. But um, the art, I'm a photographer, graphic designer, uh, creative, content creator. Uh, and I know that sounds like a lot of trendy popular words because they are nowadays, mm. which can kind of be taboo. Um, ooh, it's really hard to touch on that. But my first love was a camera. And with the camera, I started to get um, a lot of new opportunities. When social media started popping, people needed visuals to go with their content. People needed images, which are worth a million or so words, to start going with their websites and stuff. So going to Georgia State 
See, I'm from the South, very country, and when I came up here with all these city kids, my dear Africans and my dear uh, tra- well-traveled kids, I'm able to that come with the fashions on campus. Uh, shout out to Plaza. Um, rest Ooh. in peace. May you um, live long. Plaza days. Plaza days, they don't baby. Plaza they days. don't. They change the culture. And so me being the um, aspiring socialite in a world full of superstars... <laughs> People love, like my dear friend Tazzy, um, the Greek people, uh-huh, they love to be photographed and videoed, you know? So my craft helped me make a lot of friends and collect a lot of memories. Like, if you go to my Facebook page, you'll see some of your favorite GSU um, legends. Um, not at their prime. <laughs> not visually. <laughs> Ooh, we looking crazy. So, yeah, I do photography as well as, well as graphic design, and I teach graphic design. Um... And outside of that is some video dabbles, some branding and content managing. You really become a jack of all trades when it comes to an artist. Because if you can draw, they want you to paint. If you paint, they want you to sculpt. So, And you have to learn all of that to be successful in yeah. the industry. Yeah, to be well-traveled through your career. So uh, you and Tazzy, you both are creatives. How often do you guys collaborate? Um, me and Tazzy, as well, I just moved back to Atlanta a year ago. But even then, Tazzy and I, even before we left, like, graduation, Tazzy shared with me her plans, and she saw some moves that I was making. Fortunate enough, being at the School of Superstars, somebody <laughs> knows this person. I was able to work on a couple of reality shows. And so Tazzy told me her dream was to um, travel and shoot vit films. Mm-hmm. And so when Tazzy started her... Um, what do you call those people? I forgot. Just that fast. Um, flight attendant career. Oh, yeah. When she started her flight attendant career, she um, told me that, hey, I want to do this. And I was all aboard. Because Tazzy's flight attendant career is like Drake's accurate days. <laughs> it, it, it's the equivalent of Drake's accurate days. Tell me more about his accurate days. What that mean? You know, that's your struggle. That's, that's your, struggle. like, you go out Get there. It. Oh, Tazzy didn't like it. you trying to figure it out. Well, I hated Ta- it. I hated it. Okay, so great. When Tazzy used to post her snaps and stuff on, she would go to these hotels that they would put them in and stuff. She would be kind of miserable. I was always miserable. She was like, I don't know people here. Where am I? Who's out here in the city? And so I used to always keep up with her. But as far as us collaborating, um, most recently when she graduated with her MFA, go Tazzy. Yes, and you have an MFA as well. Yes, MFA, Full Sail University. Very educated in this room right now. Spirit of Black Excellence. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. She um, had me come out and um, capture a lot of of images for her uh, graduation party, which is fun because anytime that people that I um, was was shooting in the gym with. (laughs) (laughs) We was in the gym. Listen. In the gym, free throws. So anytime people that I'm like coming for, um, coming up with, call me. I'm almost there, always there. And so I was able to help shoot some stuff with Tazzy. And even before that, we um, collaborated on you and Mila's cookie upcoming show. cooking yes. show. And Mila is my AK sweet side. Sweet savory. Yeah, sweet and savory. She's my AKA. I'm AKA. Sorry, that's Tazzy. Well, AK Mila side. Is the AKA she high is. She's my AK side frat, and so I met Mila in school, and her and Tazzy are like besties. So to be collaborating on a cooking show with two people that I'm just like, y'all my favorite people at GSU. Literally, I know. Little. <laughs> Mila, look at you getting this shout out, girl. Listen, meals by Mila, okay? Okay. And she cooked for us on set. Oh, she did. We are trying to get her on the show as well. Um, so Mila, meals by Mila will be on the show soon, so she can talk about. I can't wait to meet Mila. All of that. Her name is Mila. It's Mila. Mills by Mila. I'm saying Mills. No, Mills. 
meals. But meals by Mila. And so this is the topic, the cooking show that you have launching. Mm-hmm. And that's one day going to be up on the mythical Let's Talk Tazzy website. I'm yeah. so I've been waiting for this website. It's two years. And we're not, we're, I'm not going to release it until it is ready to be released. And the content is there. Oprah so, says you're never ready. You just got to take action. You've got to do it. So I, we're, wait, we're ready, waiting for that. Uh, and go, but I think what's really great in what you guys just said and what you just talked about is the nature of collaboration that comes when young creatives meet and Absolutely. you guys engage and you move forward. The world has changed so much, and one thing this week for me, as I was traveling around the state of Georgia with work, um, is that I was talking to some educators and I was telling them that I firmly feel as though the value of a college education is truly what people said it would be 10 years ago diminished significantly. And that the college education really needs to be about experience. And it's not so much about getting a quote-unquote degree for a job, but it's about getting education to be educated. Now, what I mean by that is that both of you are in a creative space and you do creative work, and many young people are doing that. We have, you have former classmates, I have former students who didn't go to college, but they're making large amounts of money because of their ability to network and market on Instagram. Mm -hmm. People are able to make millions of dollars on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different space. And you can't learn that and cultivate that space by going, quote unquote, to college and follow a cookie cutter mold that was based upon success in the 20th century. Mm -hmm. The mold for success in the current century has yet to be developed and people are creating and building that. And in order for young people to be truly successful in this day and age and in our brand new gig economy, economy. they've got to be able to think creatively critically know how to communicate effectively and work with other people well and that those are skills that we're not teaching our students we're still trying to teach them to be in the cookie cutter because we were taught with the cookie cutter format and it's not working and i don't think it's gonna work and those kids who are successful are those ones who have been unfairly or fairly advantaged to be so okay so my spiel on that um like I said, I'm like three years, two, three years in the game when it comes to... I, I do feel like my th- theory was always this. When people would tell me college is not for everybody. Here's my little uh, soapbox theory. College, if you ask me honestly, college is for everybody. I agree with that. College is for everybody because people say, well, I don't like to do work. I don't like to do X, Y, and Z. Well, when you skip college, granted... And you go to a job. The job has certain requirements that you do. Now, that I don't agree with. The job, the job has certain requirements that you do, and you have to turn those in to receive a, a report, a job, or a check, or whatever it may be. I feel like college teaches you how to be disciplined in getting, doing, executing, and delivering. That's my spiel on that. So, the, 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 the lane that people have to skip college and go, and even though we have all this new social media stuff, it's a crowded lane, and it's also a thin door. You got what I'm saying? Mm. So I only speak for my college experience. Educate this old man. Listen, I, I speak for my college <laughs> I speak yeah. for my college experience. It was a great experience in saying that whether I was a scholar or not, knowing how to function in a on a campus with a bunch of other like-minded individuals, it only encouraged me to figure out who I was. I agree. And when That's people great. skip that and become workhorses. But this is the thing. This is what I think, and this is the hard part for educators. And it was hard for me when I was your age. Mm-hmm. But now I have a different... (laughs) Praise the Lord. Uh, Don't do that. Because you know BD is 52. Why are you even doing that? Sarah. We know the separation. You 52? 
You're in our 20s. It's okay. That's the point of the podcast. I'm so sorry. This generational I am, differences. I am not in my 20s. But I, I am, am in my 20s, Nene says. So. So, but this is the, the difference now. Is that for you, that was a part of what God had called you to do. It was a part of your purpose to be there. Mm-hmm. And all those people that were there with you, that you interacted with, like Tazzy, they were a part of your journey. And God intended Mm -hmm. for them to be a part of your journey there are other people though that are not intended to be in that space Mm -hmm. and they feel shame and they feel regret and they feel bad because they don't fit into what you and other people Mm -hmm. society tell them they should fit into their talent will be better spent learning how to craft their skills that God gave them. Mm-hmm. So they may very well be intended to be a concert pian- pianist. Absolutely. And they may be spending all their time practicing or be a phenomenal gymnast. And college may not be a part of where that fits. Had Beyonce gone to college, mm-hmm. because that's what society had taught her and told her to do, she wouldn't be Beyonce. Well, you're talking about an outlier. And that was not in her purpose. She's an she, outlier, you know why she's an outlier? Tyler is an outlier. She's an outlier because she followed and listened to what God truly intended for her to be to maximize everything that God has she for her. She had a machine But most her. people don't do what they're born to do because educators and parents and society dissuade them from doing it. I agree. So when you meet a young person who truly has an idea of what they want to do mm-hmm. and they truly have a passion for it, that's an outlier. Mm-hmm. And we must encourage that mm-hmm. to really come to fruition or so I now at this age believe. And maybe I won't believe it in 10 years. But it's where I, it's where I believe now. You know, we all make mistakes at different ages just like the mayor of the governor of Alabama Kay Ivey who wore blackface 50 years ago and says that it doesn't reflect who she is today she refuses to step down as governor of Alabama and it's now very listen. controversial. What did we think about listen. Alabama governor Kay Ivey? Sis said she do not remember that she don't remember that. She said that does not represent who she is today. She was at what this little Baptist Union type uh, setting and she was dressed up. She was like, I don't remember that. Even someone very close to her was trying to get her to remember. She was listening to the audio. She was like, she still can't recall. It Once was a racist, always a racist. <laughs> you know, I think it's kind of shocking that her blackface incident occurred at a Baptist student union. We had one downtown by near Georgia State, little Baptist student union type thing. No more of those shenanigans was going on there. You know, they always mix Jesus and racism. <laughs> Racists love using Jesus the backbone to be hateful. She's, well, she's a Republican and she won't step down. And the other Democratic guy is calling for her to step down. I be, okay, we have a council culture going on. I'm going to be honest. This is very much so a council culture. Right. And I truly believe that. And okay, I, I, okay grace and mercy. Let's talk about it. You, if somebody says that's not who they are and you can look over their policies and stuff and not find that there, let's give them the benefit of the doubt because we right. all have tweeted something that we would not want to be played on the uh, PowerPoint at our jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's be clear. So I'm just like, I don't want the so bad season whole hut of judgment that I can't stand up for myself. So, sis, so you would say she, this is just that she should lose a job over. No, she shouldn't. But sis, let's take, you walking on a thin line. Girl, you need to go file a policy in the next coming days to help us. Tazzy, what do you think? Uh-oh. I already said, once a racist, <laughs> always a racist. That's how I feel. This woman knows what she did. This whole amnesia, now you don't know what's going on. Oh, my God. I don't remember this at all. But it happened.
nothing, sister. Go on, get up out of here. Oh, it's Alabama now, too. Bernard Ooh, Simpleton, yeah, president of the Alabama NAACP, said in a written statement. The NAACP believes Governor Ivey needs to do the right thing and resign as governor and let someone lead the people of Alabama into a brighter and more inclusive future, not the status quo. Mm. Uh, he also emphasized that if she was serious about racial reconciliation, she should consider policies such as Medicaid expansion to level the playing field in areas of education and health Which is why I said that right. she needs an opportunity now to demonstrate what she has apologized or promises to move forward on. This is what I say to our listeners in Alabama... Uh, where Tazzy has family in Mississippi. Don't tell them for the family. Have, listen. <laughs> where I, where I have all my family. Oh wow! And this is what really angers me: oh. is that the largest per person of the population in both states for African Americans are those two states. In Mississippi, over forty percent of that population consists of African Americans, and if they voted in mass numbers. For a particular candidate, that candidate would certainly win. Mm-hmm. It is unfortunate, but that rarely happens. Let me also state that Mississippi and Alabama have the most elected black officials of any two states in the United States of America. And for this type of governor to be in a position of power to do the kind of policies that she's implementing and be able to stand in front of people after having had a history of racist behavior is a tragedy. The voters of Alabama, the people of Alabama, the people of color of Alabama should never have allowed this yes, to happen. I agree. But they do because they're not active voters and they're not making a push and they're not making a push to happen. That is because of voter suppression. When you saw the memes about Popeye's chicken and black people, they're going to stand in line for that chicken sandwich. I was one of them. I waited 90 minutes to get my sandwich. And, 90, I loved, and they've been out since June? I loved every bite of it. And I'll get, <laughs> when they come back in October, December, uh-huh. or January, I'm going to get back in line. Uh-huh. But this is the thing. Black people vote. Black people determine elections is that people want you to think that they don't, so then you don't vote. Because you uh, think to yourself, my vote doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's what's happening in Alabama, and that's what's happening in Mississippi. And I want to say, beyond a shadow of doubt, you have the population to vote in your interest. If you yes. want a black-faced governor well, to lead your state, then you mm-hmm. vote for Kay Ivey. Mm-hmm. If you want someone who is going to fight for your interest, then you vote for the Democratic candidate who's going to do that. And I think that's kind of where I am. So do I think she should step down? Nope. They voted her in. Let us keep it. Let us stay in. That's who the people of Alabama want. Just like the United States citizens Uh, want Donald Trump. Full circle. But guess what? We can't say that the people want Donald Trump because the majority of American voters voted for Hillary Clinton. They didn't vote for Donald Trump. He was elected based on a flawed system and he called his daughter fat. (laughs) Oh, wow. President Trump, yeah, his personal secretary uh, was fired because she revealed to the the press that she had been with President Trump since he was elected. One of the longest serving, uh, Malin Westerhout, one of the longest serving um, uh, people with him. uh, And she was fired because she had talked off record to Politico about some things and comments that President Trump had said, including the fact that he did not like taking pictures with his daughter Tiffany oh because my. she was fat. That she was overweight. 
Okay. Mm. He's fat. I mean, brother. Well, the, President Trump has said these uh, accusations are not true. That lady ain't got no reason to lie on you. She, girl, no reason. Come no on reason now, brother. You didn't say it, grab him by the coochie, so. No reason to lie. Listen, fat ain't even nowhere near that, so I know you said he that. He said, Tiffany is great. I love Tiffany. <laughs> oh, Tiffany's great. I love Tiffany. But when you look at the uh, background or some comments or tweets that Tiffany's made, it doesn't. Uh, I definitely think this was a something that she may have taken to heart. And she she's in D.C. She's in law school. Uh, she's a Georgia native. Her mom she she's a resident here actually right now. Her mom lives here, and it has uh, been a very I think I, th- I feel bad for Tiffany Trump. Listen, let me tell you something about parents. Parents are honest with their kids and what they look like. He said sis was fat. He did. He did. <laughs> he said sis was fat. <laughs> At the end of the day, he told her that. <laughs> and good sis might be fat. fat. <laughs> my mother will Tiffany's drag me through the mud about my looks if nobody else. any day of the week <laughs> and not care how I feel about Listen. it. Listen. Because she's my mother. And she my little fat, me, sweet yes. baby. Yes. <laughs> Girl, the thighs getting kind of big. You might want to go to the gym. Because if mom and dad don't tell you, who's going to tell you? That's what I'm saying. They're going to be lying to you. He told that girl she was fat. And that's that on that. Like, <laughs> so does that make you empathize with Donald Trump in this case? No, because no. he, he, he recants what he said. But he lies. If somebody came and said, Cynthia, who's my mother, said that Tessie thighs was too big or her ankles too small and all that weight, she's going to be like, I sure did. And she need to go to the gym. And she should come to our gym and Thank work out. Thank you. Mom be like, I got a treadmill upstairs, Tazzy. You might want to go run a little bit. Or a lot. Thank you. She going to stand up. He mad because he got snitched on. Yes. You know, I've never, you know, my mother, (laughs) Deborah, doesn't do any of that. Oh, Jean. (laughs) Shout out to Sint. Keep it real, girl. Yeah, Deborah doesn't do that. But I will say, she doesn't. doesn't. But what I will say is that I think it is very unfortunate that Donald Trump, President Trump, constantly puts Ivanka in front of the American public. Man, that's amazing. He, all the time. he constantly is photographing Ivanka. And what he's saying is, I don't want to take pictures with Tiffany, who lives in D.C. because she's a law school student, because of her weight. And I think that's really sad. It makes me empathize with Tiffany and dislike President Trump. Even I empathize more. with Tiffany. I don't give a damn about Trump. Yeah. I empathize with Tiffany. Because it's like, dang, girl, your daddy called. Like, yeah. Okay, I, I'm sitting here talking about sin and what she be saying, but my daddy would never call me fat. He would never come and be like, Right, that's Tess. a totally it's different. Diff- it's a different dynamic as a daughter and your father coming and telling you that you're fat or something than your mom my mama might be like girl we're going to the gym together what are you talking about but i feel like my feelings would genuinely be hurt and crushed if my daddy came to me and was like you're fat or said something negative about me like and and you know why tazzy because the character of your dad does not support you know what i'm saying because if you have a loving father without the character too like it's just the that father daughter relationship that dynamic yeah. It's different than mothers, mothers and their yeah. children. Like women can tell each other they're yeah. fat for it, but a man call a woman fat. It's that's a completely but, different dynamic. Ooh, so I empathize with her. And it's stuck. I couldn't imagine my daddy coming in or telling people, "Oh, my daughter fat as hell." Like that probably would break my heart. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I agree. I think you guys absolutely kind of hit the nail on the head. So did you see the interview from HBO's The Shop Uninterrupted with Lil Nas X trying to explain? Uh, gay prejudice to Kevin Hart. I'm gonna be honest. I actually did not watch the interview because I don't care about Kevin Hart's opinion on anything. He's homophobic and it's Ooh. known. And it's like 
I, I don't. I don't. We agree see. on something. I hate Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, I don't wow. hear what I you have to say. And you shouldn't be in a room with anybody hate when you're it. talking about um, the like the situation that involved the LGBTQ community. So no, I did not watch the interview because I was like, what's the point? Like I feel like he was probably in there gaslighting the situation, right? And I saying agree. all types of crazy things, and yes. I can't support that. I, not I, I think it was all meant to kind of give some sanitation to Kevin Hart's uh, homophobic comments and really horrible things he said about trying to bust his child over the head with a dollhouse and we saw his son playing with a dollhouse and I think it was meant to kind of like clean this up but he only made it much worse for himself by being the idiot that he is and adding of course insult to injury you know Kevin Hart was in a horrible accident last week (laughs) yeah this segue is amazing. I can't believe you did that. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? Why did you bring that up? That wasn't even a part of our talk. It wasn't even in the show. Kevin screamed out loud. to bring that up. And she laughed. He said, "Let the facts fall." This man is fighting for his life. Oh no! Again. Oh no! Let me say clearly. I do not like Kevin Hart. The wife said he's fine. This is a I do not like Kevin Hart. I don't like Kevin Hart. I do not like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart and Donald Trump that caused long-term damage to the emotional state of their children. I agree. So I do not like Kevin Hart, but I would never laugh at, at his unfortunate oh, accident as you just Ooh, did. I didn't laugh at the accident. I laughed at you but, bringing that into the conversation when you know that's oh, not what we're talking about. This has definitely... Uh, I, I did watch uh, excerpts of the episode and I was in no way impressed with Kevin Hart and how he handled himself. But I, of course, like most people, I was impressed with Lil Nas X, and I'm rooting for him, and I hope the best for him. But I am wondering if he's gonna have any, you know, if he's gonna be able to channel his creative energy to give us anything that's gonna continue the momentum of um, okay, Old Town Road. Cause Panini, don't you be a meanie. <laughs> Those lyrics are not very profound. Yo. And they, Panini, don't you be a meanie. I, it definitely doesn't in any way appeal to me. Oh man. Oh wow! I don't even think I've heard Panini yet. Give it a listen. I haven't even listened to it. Oh Panini, don't you be a meanie! Oh. Is literally the lyrics of the song. It's just amazing what flies and goes viral in our culture these days. It's almost like there's no certain recipe. It's almost like if you can get in at the right moment. Uh, I, what was what was Kanye saying? Um, ooh, gosh, about to, about to, little, little weird little noise he was making. <laughs> yeah. ooh-tap, ooh-tap, ooh-tap. I don't see anything Kanye do now. And it's like that can like really transform. It's like I'm so grateful that God created so many diverse people. There's a spot for everybody. But on some days it'd be like, wow, that went viral. Almost like, okay, this is not a topic, but almost like when we watch people eat on YouTube. It's like mukbang. Oh wow! Like mukbang. Mukbang. Yes, and I don't even know the term derives from, but it's. I hate it. I do. I dislike (laughs) it a great deal. It's so weird. Like people really watch other people eat food and like to hear the sounds. My nieces and nephews like we can't even have a conversation in the car because you're watching people live a real life that you could be living if you just put your phone. You too can eat that fried chicken. You too can eat the fried chicken or a pickle. Whatever. Crab legs. People love them crab leg videos. And they like to eat a slurp in. I'm oh! a I'm a real so when you eat your food, you can eat it over there because I'm over here because I don't like people to hear me smack. Ugh. So to hear you smack is almost like kill it's me now. So bad. It's so bad. So that's, you know, and again, like just very briefly, the opening lyrics are I Panini. Don't you be a meanie. Thought it thought you wanted to go up. Why are you trying to keep me teeny? Okay. 
It's a dreamy, wished it on a genie. Okay. I got fans finally. Ain't you wanting them to see me? So I like, I like. You like the I lyrics. Like, I don't. So, so explain it to me. It doesn't make much sense to me. I'm not um, going to Like, a panini's a sandwich. Yes. I'm not going to Is it about, like, eating too many sandwiches? Like, what are you talking about? Um, I guess it's part about being a smash. I mean, okay. you know, you smash the sandwich. I'm being a smash hit. Um, okay, that's good. I, I give you, I was a good way of looking at you it. You know, these creators, we like gray. <laughs> we like gray. So, I mean, for it to rhyme and continue to rhyme, it's an art. I mean, it's an art. okay. I, we love Dr. Seuss, don't we? <laughs> well, Hello. a great rhyming. <laughs> we do love Dr. Some people love Dr. Seuss. Oh. Uh, a great, uh, you know, I'm much more of a um, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, what are the other uh, deep rapper's name? Kurt I mean, Franklin. He like calm and it was <laughs> No, no. I'm not actually I'm not actually not much of a rap fan in general. Like oh. there are very few rap artists that I, I definitely will it's say a generational thing. I definitely will say that my favorite rap <laughs> artist was Kanye West in the very beginning. Yeah, his, he was excellent. Streetlights. Uh his work, dropout. Yeah, it was an amazing album. When he was a person still making yes. money, not having money. That's correct. So I would have to say that he had some very profound lyrics. Um, but you know, just last week he had at a church service in LA and he was caught on camera eating his earwax. No, no, he ate it and Lies so no, no Google it. Google it. I, I've never I, there's, a the lot, caramel? there's a lot there's a lot <laughs> of things I have seen gross that people have put in their mouths Ew. but I have never in my life seen anyone put earwax <laughs> in their mouth. He dug in his ear and ate it. And it was on camera so check that out but while we talk about profound lyricists and great rappers, Nicki Minaj said that she is retiring from music. Nicki Minaj. Uh, she said she's going to have to focus on her family. Why? Um, I've decided to retire and have my family. I know you guys are happy now. First of all, To my man. fans, keep repping me. Ugh. Do it till the death of me. X in the box because ain't nobody checking me. Love you for life. Nicki Minaj is... She has to retire to have a family with this man <laughs> because Why? Wait, he is um, a convicted rapist and murderer. Um, so he's not allowed to be around schools. Get into it. Um, so she has to retire in order to have children because he can't go to parent teacher conferences Ooh. or take them to school. Um, so reporting live, yeah, <laughs> live and direct. Um, she has to. She, she has to retire. I am too. Uh, if you want to have some children with this rapist and murderer who cannot go to the school, take your children to school, or go to parent teacher conferences because he has to be what? Uh, how many feet away from schoolhouse? A lot of. A lot um, then yeah, so she should have to do all the parent all obligations the because She's her husband parent. is not able to do yeah, anything. Yeah, you're a sex offender. You're on that list, baby. Ooh. So I feel like ugh, this is an attentionista type moment for it's her. Weird. Um, because guess what? You coming off of the um, publicity stunt of having Megan the Stallion, you guys come and converse with matching outfits. Yeah, I feel like summer. hot girl summer. I feel that's a lot of momentum for people to forget all the uh, Cardi B drama, all the the, the the weird stuff that you were getting into prior to this moment so for you to just be like throwing a tantrum saying I'm going to quit I'm going to become a mom listen you got people like Serena Williams that take a year off have a baby come back and still make it to two finals of you know grand slams so it's almost like sis you don't even have to say this just do it so we believe it because right now it's a lot of noise yeah she just wants attention are you guys still were you ever Nicki Minaj fans I was back 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 in the day let me tell you she was grandfather then for me 
Little Wayne is like one of my biggest young money got got the email from MySpace days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So she was grandfathered in, and that's why I like Drake as much. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Nikki was coming through with the bars. I think she stopped trusting what was organic to her, which was her lyricism, her her creativity. She started now wondering why the new millennials are flocking to these other pop people and she's almost like an old head to start in the barbershop trying to talk uh, and it gets on my nerves because it's like you're Sis. 36 she did not age gracefully you don't have to try to do these young girl you trends stay in your lane like just and, age gracefully and be fine she's 36 years old on live with a uh, neon green wig acting like a crackhead like you don't gotta do that Yo, Molly, Beyonce good. aged gracefully <laughs> Beyonce did not try to keep up with the young she, girls she ain't out here trying evolved. to be you know what I'm saying yes she evolved Nikki refuses to evolve that's true and she refuses to be like okay I'm accepting all the new young girls coming in like it's okay to mentor and bring in other girls it is Beyonce got Chloe and Haley set up they good is it fair to say she's a pro fight <laughs> she is <laughs> it's not your pro fight sis oh man <laughs> But Nikki just didn't do that. She did not like transition gracefully. And so now she looks crazy. She's frustrated. Because she's fighting, trying to fight young girls in the street. You have secured your place. You are a legend in the game, sis. But now you're looking a fool. You're looking a fool. Nobody even wants to recognize the fact that you've secured your place. So what people do, what celebrities do that are uh, facing this uh, crossroads, they go have a baby. And then they try not to show the baby. Then they make the baby the hot topic. So what you're doing has already been done. Let's just go back to the basics, sis. Good album, good music. Have a family. And she can't retire because she don't have a classic album. Ouch. You done made a lot of music, but you do not have a classic album. And I heard they don't want to hear her sing. Oh, God. The Pink Print isn't a classic album? No. Nicki Minaj is not a classic album that's like, this is it right here. This is your album. This secure. Like, she has verses on tracks and hits and singles, but you don't have a classic album. Mm. So you, got, so you have homework to do. Don't yeah. quit. No, no. Stay in school. Don't drop out. Yeah. <laughs> you got homework to do. Because you too cheap. That's the problem. She was skipping class. Ooh, focus on them other girls. Yes, yes. She should have been sitting there with the professor, making sure she was getting her lessons. Ooh. Wow. I think you guys have definitely given <laughs> us a lot of great food and thought. We did well. Uh, on our group today. So, absolutely. So, thank you guys for checking us out. And... Uh, join us tomorrow where we wrap everything up with the very final part of our three-part series with Morris the Artist. Woo!